You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Hi, I'm Donna, compulsive reader. Um as I mentioned earlier in qualifying, I've been in OA How for over five years. I have a recommitted back-to-back How OA abstinence of over four years, and I have been maintaining around a 90-pound weight release um, in OA, um, which is a miracle. Um, and I. Yeah, well, let, let me go back to like what it was like before. Um, so um, I, I grew up in uh, Southern New Jersey. Um, my parents were um, business owners, small business owners. They um, started a marina and um, like kind of like a, like a, a club. Uh, like a yacht club or whatever. Um, And uh, we lived on the premises and it was great. Like parts of it were were just amazing, you know, being able to swim all the time in the summer and just kind of hang out. There was a lot of land and, you know, uh, space. So um, that was really good, but I didn't get a lot of time to do too many things. Once I got to be, I don't know, about eight, seven or eight, because I got put to work. Um, And I worked in the snack bar, um, which was just like the greatest place to be if you're a compulsive overeater, right? I mean, I didn't know that then. But I mean, looking back now, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. But uh, one thing that did happen that I think, you know, uh, there's, I think everyone's story probably has some um, negativity, tragedy. Um, Sometimes it, you know, it's like a spectrum. Um, But when I was five, I was um, sexually molested by a a relative that lived with us in the summer, um, probably for about two summers. And he worked for my, my parents. Um, he was like a second cousin and, um, of my mother's or something. And, um, you know, that of course just really messes one up. I mean, that just does, just does. It, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate how often it happens. Um, and it still happens today. Um, and, um, I had to do a lot of, work in therapy around that to um to help to reconcile all of the feelings and the um shame and guilt that 
even though I was a victim, you know, I'm carrying around all this shame and guilt for all, you know, my entire life um, about this, because you, you, even though, you, you know, you're a child and you don't know what's happening, but you know that it's not right. Like you get that, you know, you're like, all of the, the way it all goes down. So, you know, that was um, a lot of, um, you know, that fed into my uh, compulsive eating. And um, I, whenever I could, whenever I could get away from my dad, like he was a, how do you say it? Like a slave driver. He was, he was a total, like, I mean, he would look for me. He would just try to find me to make sure I'm working. Like, <laughs> I'm like seven years old, you know, like, here, move these rocks or whatever. Um, you know, pick up the trash. I mean, it was, but when I could hide, which kind of the good part was I, there was a lot of space, so I could kind of hide sometimes. Um, but when I would hide, I would first go get food and hide and eat. So, um, and I did a lot of hiding uh, as a child, so I wouldn't, um, so I could have a break <laughs> from being like, uh, you know, just worked, worked like, you know, crazy. So, um, so I have a good work ethic, or I had, you know, that was the was one good thing that came out of that. But, um, at, you know, you look back and you're like, well not it was it was excessive right because i feel like at, at a lot of times like i missed out on so much of my childhood which is really uh strange but um fast forward um gosh i i um you know i continued to go up and down so i was on every diet known i think the first diet was my mother took me, I was probably 10 years old to some quack that, you know, said that if I took the 12 shots in my butt once a week, I would stop eating compulsively. So I did that for I don't know how long. Obviously it didn't work. Then it was Weight Watchers, in and out of Weight Watchers. And then, um, you know, I think my, my mom gave up um it's like there's no i mean there's just no way when you're a compulsive eater you will find a way to find the food and it just doesn't there's no way um anybody can stand in your way um so you know there and started the ongoing diets constantly and uh you know on and off losing uh the same 100 pounds or give or take uh, every other year. Um, and I found myself becoming more and more depressed. Um, but I didn't realize that, um, well, there were a lot of things I didn't know until I got into program or shortly before that drove me into program, which was in my mid, mid fifties, like, yeah, early to mid fifties. And I, um, realized that I, um, I, I, I was 
falling, like a falling apart. I just couldn't keep it together. I was completely depressed. I was in menopause. I was anxious. I was constantly thinking I, you know, having a fear of death, dying, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, um, and I found out, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. I want to say like maybe a year into program or so. And that was, um, that was kind of, it's a blessing and a curse. Now, you know, like, oh, now a lot of things make sense in my past and how I, you know, how I do things or, you know, challenges uh, with different things. Um, and then on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, what do I do? Because it was getting worse as I was getting older. Um, it really kicked into high gear when I started menopause. And I was just like, I, it was, I obviously could cope with it prior, but it just, I think it was just too much. So, um, you know, thank God for this program, but I, the, what got me into this program, I don't, I hadn't been diagnosed yet. Um, I was um, just really, all I did was eat and watch TV and work, right? So I had to work, but, um, which I did, and I wasn't doing that even very well. Um, and that was a lot of that was because of my ADHD um, in combination with the, uh, the menopause. And um, I, um, I was just really scared of dying because my daughter's, you know, my ex-husband, my daughter's father had just died a year before probably. And it was very, um, you know, tragic for her and obviously for me. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, you know, uh, I'm it for her. And she was only in sixth grade at the time. And uh, it, that was really hard. And then within a year, um, her best friend at the time from middle or grade school, her mother had died from an accidental overdose. Um, and it was literally within days of my daughter's father passing the year before. Um, so, you know, I went to this funeral and it was at a church and I, you know, just kind of, so I'm like standing outside in the, you know, it was like packed and standing but something happened there. I grew up uh, Catholic and kind of abandoned that when I moved from the East Coast to California. Um, but that whole time looking back on it, all I was doing was searching for some, something, something to, to have me stop eating, something to make me feel better, like get out of this depression because it kept happening. It was happening over and over again. I was having to go on and off medication and nobody was paying any, none of the doctors were paying any attention and saying, hey, this is probably chronic depression and you probably need to stay on medication, um, you know, not 
go on it for a year or two and then go off of it um, because the episodes, depressive episodes were happening more and more frequently. So um, a lot of stuff happened all at that same time. Um, I noticed that I started feeling really, I started going back to church um, after that funeral. And I noticed that I was really feeling upbeat and positive every Sunday, like when I would go to church or go to church, you know, yeah, go to church. And it kind of lasted maybe for a day or two. And then I would be back, back in there. And I, at the time I was talking to my therapist and I was explaining that to her and I said, but I can't stop eating. I, I just can't. And I was just like, I think I was like 250 pounds and I'm only like five foot four. I'm actually starting to shrink a little. Um, but yeah, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of weight and it's re really unhealthy. So um, my therapist said to me, well, why don't you try OA again? And I had tried OA in the 80s when I lived in Southern California. And, you know, I just, obviously I wasn't ready. I couldn't even understand. I walked into a room of very thin people because I lived in LA and it just, it didn't, it wasn't my time. Um, and uh, so I think I found a meeting. It was like at Mills um, Hospital, Peninsula Hospital, not not the hospital, the big hospital, but the one in San Mateo. Um, and I went to the meeting on Friday evening because this was before COVID. And I knew I was in the right place. Um, and uh, and I just did what people told me. I just keep coming back, go to at least six meetings, um, and then find yourself a sponsor and get started. And I did all of that, um, which was great. Uh, the first year was really rough. There was a lot of flipping and relapsing and back and forth. Um, but um, I I think that one of the things about well, one of the many things about this program and why it works is because it's not just it's not a diet um i realize i'm not alone and um and then working the steps um the how you know the way that, that we work it with the questions it kind of forces you to reconcile with your past and and a lot of that I hadn't done I was just carrying all that resentment and shame and anger all around with me it was like you know all these bags I carried around all the time and um what I realized was that this was all of these questions like hundreds and hundreds of questions every day um uh but you know, it, it was, I, it, I had to do that in order to, to, to become aware of some of the things that I wasn't even aware of, to reconcile with the past, to, um, you know, as, as I'm going through the steps, answering these questions in combination, I'm, 
I'm dealing with the emotional, um, the, you know, looking at all of the, over the years, over, you know, my entire lifetime, looking at my eating history and the emotional um, things that were like holding me back. And then in addition to that, layering in the spiritual aspect of this program which is completely unique um and it really um really it really changed my life because i um i was so unaware of what i was doing um i'm, I'm still i still have struggles i mean adhd is no joke and even with medication it's it's still hard um you it, it's there's no cure i you know at least i understand how my brain functions now i mean it doesn't function like a normal person's brain and it's very um it's still challenging but i when i came into this program i had no hope i did not think it existed i thought it was just for suckers that's what i used to say hope is for suckers and um and that's exactly uh what i found in this program was hope um and and understanding like uh, helping me to understand myself uh understanding this disease and um being able to start accepting things as they are, as opposed to trying to change and control everything, because that's that was my reaction to everything in life was to try to control and you know um, uh, what do you call it uh, and change things to because I I think it. This is how I think it should be done. And, you know, I still struggle with these things, but it's, it's, it's a million times better than it is. Um, I, I am not, I am no better or worse than anyone in these rooms. I know I'm only one bite away from a, a relapse and it, you know, frankly, it, it's, there, I have now a healthy reverence for it. I, 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 I really, I have to pay attention. I mean, yesterday, Christmas Day was really hard for me. Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, all the, those are the two big food holidays, it seems like for me. Um, and uh, I still have food, food thoughts and I still need to, you know, I have to be aware, I have to be on, on guard, but it's not in a, in a way that is fearful. It's in a way that is, you know, in, in relationship with God, who is my higher power, um, and, and just praying, like, you know, even one word prayers are acceptable, like help or help me or whatever it is um, to to get me past that that moment because I do know 
it will pass if I find, you know, I have to find a way, I have to use the tools um, that we have in this program to, um, to help me divert from those thoughts, you know, get the diversion, complete diversion. It's like, I'm like a two-year-old, you know, just divert me away and I will be on to something else. And that's, that's, that'll work for me. Um, but I had to learn how to, I have to do that myself. I can't rely on anybody else. I have to be the one that picks up the phone or text or the, you know, texts or calls or, you know, goes to a meeting, um, uh, this, there's no vacation in this program and that's, that's okay. I'm okay with that because my life Two minutes, is, Donna. how many? Two. Great. Thanks. Um, my life because of this program, um, is, has joy. Um, I have peace and serenity. Um, it's, I, um, I'm able to, I'm, I'm more able to you know, slow my reaction to things that like bother me. Um, and all of my relationships have, you know, my closest relationships have improved. Um, and that is, is such a blessing. And I don't live in that fear, fear that I'm going to be pushing a shopping cart on the street that I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to lose my house or whatever whatever I'm going to die tomorrow or whatever. Um, because that's not living. That's just, well, it's living in fear, but it's no way to live. And I'm so grateful to this program for giving me a, a, a life that I, that I am, you know, happy, joyous, and free. I mean, that's not every moment of every day, but it is, I am, I don't have to worry about like my circumstances. So happy is great, but really joy. There's joy in my life. It's like, even when shit is raining down and it does, it still does. It's, it is, it is guaranteed that it will. So just that, just accepting that fact helps me to change the way I react to life instead of, um, you know, just losing it for whatever, either getting mad or being resentful or, you know, I just, I don't want to live like that anymore. So I am so grateful for this program and I'm grateful um, for all of you because there wouldn't be a program without each and every one of you. So thank you and uh, God bless. Thank you.